Blog Talk Radio. This is an Awakening Zone presentation. Human Empowerment Radio and Media for the 21st Century and Beyond. Welcome to Pure Presence with multidimensional communicator and visionary speaker, Susie Miller. Hello, and welcome to Pure Presence, all about the kids. This show is dedicated to those children who are perceived as disordered, yet are far from it, and to the parents, professionals, and caretakers who support them. From my vantage point, it is clear that we have a population of children who meet with unique challenges in their physical experience, yet are also present with an expansive awareness beyond what is simply physical. These children possess gifts which are unique and frequently misunderstood. The intention of this show is to unravel those misunderstandings, provide an expanded awareness of just who these children are, and the energetic support needed to help balance you and them as you navigate this very new experience. The energetic support will be offered through a guided meditation during the last 20-minute segment of each episode. Parents and children can listen to this together, or you can simply intend that your child receive the benefit of this information and the energy work. As you will soon learn, your children are more than capable of receiving these gifts without being physically present. However, because the energy work is directed to the children, it is necessary that you provide parental permission for them to receive it. Giving permission is as simple as registering your child at susiemiller.com forward slash register kids. Again, that's susiemiller.com forward slash register kids. Once registered, the energy work for each episode will be directed on behalf of your child, and your child will remain on that list until you choose to remove them. We currently have 396 children that are participating in this work. For those of you who have questions about your children, please join me in the Awakening Zone chat room where I will be available for about 30 minutes at the end of this episode. So today I'd really like to speak to you about integration. And I'd like to speak to you about integration from the sense of what does it take? You know, we we hear a lot... um, or maybe you hear a lot from me specifically about the integration of the children and how as the collective consciousness um, continues to to expand, continues to rise, that frequency becomes more conducive to who the children really are, and it makes it easier for them to come into the physical body. So I want to talk to you today Um, About integration, I want to talk to you about it from the level of that physical, mental, and the physical, mental, um, and soul um, dimensional levels. I also want to talk to you a little bit about the difference between, you know, what what causes a child to fully integrate um, and, you know, why do some kids do that and why do others wait? Um, What's all that about? Within the um, the awesomeism certification process, within the certified practitioners, it's really interesting because we talk about this a lot as far as the children's ability to integrate. And because the community of certified practitioners um, holds a particular consciousness, we have a tendency to attract Um, various individuals to us who are really going through that integration process. Some of those individuals are, you know, children of certified practitioners. Some of those are individuals who um, are students um, or clients of certified practitioners, but also kind of out in the larger community. All of a sudden we're noticing that there are children that are showing up. 
And so that question has been posed, you know, what causes one child to show up and another one not to, um, at least right now? And where I have to go for that response is really to a soul level. And we all have um, our own soul experiences. We all have our the directives of our soul, so to speak. And those directives really do govern the timing of a lot of things. And integration is very much one of those. So we have a lot of different factors playing out as far as, um, as integration is concerned. And for many parents, um, especially if you have par- parents, especially if you're parents of children diagnosed with autism, and especially if that child is nonverbal or is um, is still spending more time in those dimensional realms than they are in the physical realms, there can be just a natural human desire for that child to be here and be here now. And so it can become a little bit frustrating um, when you hear information like this about the potential of children to come into the physical body and yet you're not quite seeing it in your own home and your own experience or you're seeing it, more often than not what I notice is people are seeing that integration, but they may not be seeing it in those dramatic ways where first the child is nonverbal and then all of a sudden they're communicating, um, you know, um, philosophical concepts and mathematical truths and things like that. So, and all of that happens. But I want to talk to you a little bit about the factors So on a soul level, um, and I keep looking at this group energetically kind of as a collective soul experience as well, this group as a collective um, consciousness really does have the directive on a grand scale to support a very high vibrational frequency, and we've talked about that before. Within any one of those individual souls within that collective consciousness, there is also um, a a desire um, to support um, those individuals that are around them. Sometimes that support is very much geared toward the family, um, that the family includes the mother, the father, the siblings, the grandparents, everybody that is in close proximity to that child, and so that child's soul directive may have something to do with really supporting a new sense of awareness within that family community, and because of that, they may they may come in and out, they may phase what I call phasing in and out of their integration. They may look like they're coming in and be, becoming much more verbal, cognizant, aware of their physical environment. And then all of a sudden they drift back out again. It's almost, to some of you, it can feel a little bit like a tease where they show up and then disappear and then show up and disappear. And from a much broader perspective, you know, we we know what we want as from that human vantage point and especially from the vantage point of a parent who would just like their child to show up. But if we broaden that out to a soul perspective, And we start asking ourselves questions like, you know, like as this energy shows up, as this kind of teasing takes place, if that's what we want to call it, you know, what does it bring up in us? What does does that experience want us to be aware of? What is our child trying to um, inform us about through certain behaviors, certain, you know, phases of integration and lack of integration? As we start posing questions that are not necessarily about about the child but about the soul, then we begin to have some bigger picture experiences, bigger picture awareness of kind of what's taking place. And as that happens, as you tap into some of those soul-level questions, um, then you really do there's an opportunity to, from the inside out, to have information about what you and your children or you and your child are doing together. And this 
goes for therapists and teachers and and you know other people working with the kids as well. Anybody that has a relationship with these children is being changed. There's just no way around it. Um, the fact that these children are who they are, um, even if we were just looking at them at a physical level, the fact that they are who they are and have some of the challenges that they have really create um, the need for change in the individuals in their environment. But when you take that information and you also layer upon that this vibrational energy that they're bringing, this kind of new level of consciousness um, that is available in the vibration that they are, now you have something completely different. Now you have parents, professionals, educators who are literally being altered, literally changing um, the dynamics of their own consciousness simply by being in the presence of these individuals. And so as we give ourselves permission to start asking much bigger questions, it becomes um, it becomes easier and easier to see the soul plan of the child versus seeing simply the 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 physical representation of that child and the challenges that are related to it. So what I've noticed is um over you know several years now of working with with this population the children who have have come and said we'd like to be fully present we'd like to be fully integrated number 1 those children were very conscious at a um dimensional level of their ability to do that and of their desire to do that and of the timing to do that. So in every single case where I have um, experienced with a family a full integration, the timing of that at a soul level, um, looking at it energetically especially, was so perfect. Um, in one case, you know, I there was a young mother whose child came in to full embodiment, you know, showed up, you know, no longer diagnosed, all those kinds of things. And what was interesting is the timing of that because the parent was going through some of her own experiences at that time. She was expanding her consciousness, her awareness, and now all of a sudden a, her child shows up in a different way. And so that that questioning that she had begun really kind of got confirmed in some ways by having this child show up in this way. Other parents that have had this experience, um, you know, I noticed that maybe their direction in life is, you know, they've gone down a certain path, they've been in their certain careers, certain professions, maybe not so happy in those careers or professions, but nonetheless they've been going down what they thought was their path only to have their child come into the world, which changes that path in the first place at a soul level. There's there's that redirection within the family unit. But then all of a sudden, the child shows up. And when the child shows up, then you also have the opportunity to then, you know, that, that path that you're on all of a sudden becomes something uh, – much, there's a lot more fortitude, there's a lot more strength in that path. And then all of a sudden now you're talking about that. Now you're talking about integration or you're talking about diet or you're talking about not just to your family and your communities, but you're talking about that in a much bigger way. And so the integration process will be different for for every parent, for every professional. You know, my world obviously was completely rocked um, when I think I'm going down the path of being a speech language pathologist, only to find out, no, that's not that's not your job this time around. Now we're going to have a conversation about multidimensionality and who these children are. So again, the timing even of that child um, having the experience that he had and sharing that experience with me literally changed. Um, it changed my consciousness. It changed my trajectory in life. 
And it's the exact same thing that's happening to each one of you um, as far as your interactions with these children. So one of the other things that I really notice about integration is that a lot of times children, um, you know, for those of you who listen to an episode like this, your consciousness is already expanded. You're already asking questions that are a little different than what, you know, the collective consciousness asks. And for that reason, you're already kind of, you know, if not already seeing, attempting to see a much bigger picture. And so for those of you, what can happen is the child, you know, feels your expansion, feels the shift in your energy. Your frequency literally changes. The the As you change the types of questions that you ask about your child and about the situation that you find yourself in with your children, then your the universe literally provides those answers. And those answers, especially if those questions are different questions than you've been asking in the past or different questions than what the collective consciousness is asking, your frequency shifts. And the minute your frequency shifts, all of a sudden your your household becomes a little calmer. All of a sudden something happens, the child's behaviors or the child's um, outward appearance may not have changed at all, and yet there's a feeling between you. There's a feeling in the space in between that is much more conducive of an interaction, of a conversation, of a communication, of a connection. And so usually that first phase of integration has a lot to do with, wow, your consciousness expanded, and all of a sudden there's just a different feeling in the space between you and your child. And once that different feeling takes place, then it's kind of an indicator for that child that they can begin that integration process they can, and they will do that in the ways that are most important to the people who are closest to them. So if it is most important for you to understand that there are un, uh, amazingly, um, amazingly vast numbers of ways of communicating, then your child may choose not to integrate into that verbal communication piece quite yet. They may kind of, I I see kids do this all the time, where they kind of hover right um, right above that kind of verbal communication line. They understand the communication. They hear the communication. It's not that they don't want to talk or don't want to communicate. It's that that bigger directive, that soul directive, is holding them in a particular pattern because it serves a particular purpose. And sometimes that purpose is that the parent, the teacher, the therapist is in a state of expansion themselves, um, sometimes simply because the child is there. And in that state of expansion, they are capable of reclaiming some of the skill sets that are really natural to the human condition, but which so many of us have forgotten. So all of a sudden, telepathy becomes a possibility and a potential, not because um, the child doesn't want to communicate, but because the child's sole directive is to support the raising of the consciousness of the collective and most definitely the consciousness of the family. So what happens is then all of a sudden that's the parent who says, you know what, I'm so frustrated at this point. My child has not communicated with me. I just want to know who he is or who she is. I want to spend some time with them, get to know them, what's going on in their world. And all of a sudden that thought comes across, hmm, I wonder if there's another way to communicate. And that's when that telepathic communication, that that different question is asked, and the different question is asked, and then all of a sudden things come into your scope of awareness. I can't tell you how many parents I've spoken to over the years, especially um, doing what I do, that 
you know, they come and they'll say, oh, you know, I never would have talked to somebody like you before. I never would have had that conversation about telepathy or connecting with my child in this way. But I've gotten to that point where I'm so frustrated and I've exhausted all my other possibilities and I and I've asked all the questions that I can ask and there are no no responses coming back to that question. So, you know, that's about the time they ask a different one. And what's interesting about that as well is as they like I say, as you ask that question, then all of a sudden telepathy becomes a possibility. So there's also this lovely dance that goes on between the soul of your child and your soul. And so so say you kind of go, okay, I'm expanding. I'm expanding my consciousness. I'm going to branch out into um, skills that I didn't think I had. Um, and then those skills come back, and they come back very naturally, and all of a sudden you're realizing, wow, this is this is just part of who I am. It feels like I've been able to do this my whole life. And then all of a sudden, your child is writing on a whiteboard or tapping something out on a computer or or verbally um, communicating something. You know, that, that opening occurred, that connection dimensionally occurred, that telepathic awareness was, broadened within you, which was kind of the soul um, contract, if you will. And about the time that happens, all of a sudden the child is able to come a little bit more fully into their physical experience. And it's I watch this all the time. It's this lovely dance, this love, lovely ebb and flow between the parent and the child. And having said that, I will also say that that some parents will hear what I'm saying and they will go, okay, I will expand as far as I can expand and because I'm going to expand as far as I can expand and I'm going to learn all of these new skills, my child is automatically going to come into the body, is automatically going to be much more present here. And that's not necessarily the case because your children have bigger soul directives than that as well. So, I'll give you a perfect example. One of the certified practitioners has been doing this dance um, with her son for quite some time. And she has also, in the meantime, watched other children come right into the physical body, um, show up, um, and um, kind of go on their merry way, if you will. And so, of course, she's like, you know, well, I'm expanding and I'm doing this work and what's happening so, but when you talk to her son's kind of soul level, her son's soul level is really vast. He's not one of those individual children that is focused simply on his physical family environment. He is focused in a much bigger picture. So this young man has a very clear awareness of his of his multidimensionality when you communicate with him from that more telepathic level, um, he has all kinds of work that he's doing in those very subtle realms. And so for him, that at a soul level, that is more important for him to do than it is for him to necessarily come fully into the physical body. He's got work to do, and he's doing it on a grand scale, and he is integrating into his physicality. That part has been um, very obvious. He's he's become more verbal. He's become more interactive. He's moving into a consciousness that is related to the physical as well as to the dimensional. And he floats in and out of those experiences depending on what his focus is. But again, at a soul level, he's got this piece of work to do. So the very fact that, in his case, that his mother chose to be able to communicate with him, both when he's in those realms and when he's in the physical realm, in some ways allows him to do the work he's here to do at a soul level, also gives her a little bit of a bridging so that that communication can take place. 
and a lot of awareness about kind of what's taking place for him at any given moment. So part of his desire at a soul level to help raise her up, if you will, to another form of communication was simply so that he could have that dialogue with her if she so chose um, when he was here and when he was, you know, playing in other realms as well or other dimensions as well. So the integration piece, you know, for some of these kids, you know, they really are working in this much bigger picture. So at a soul level, more often than not, they are also choosing parents like you who have expanded your consciousness and who are becoming more aware that that your children may or may not appear to be um, functioning in the physical realms, but that question, you know, if they're not here, where are they? And if they're not putting their attention here and working in the ways that, you know, whether learning or working in the ways that we would expect them to work here, where are they working? And what is that work like? And and how do they do that? And why is that important within the collective consciousness? And as we start to ask some different questions like that, then we begin to become very well aware of that multidimensionality, their multidimensionality, their function in in the much bigger picture. But that also very naturally draws um, your soul experience into kind of a broader experience of itself. You can't help but begin, if you ask those questions about your children, you're going to find yourself in that mix as well. You're going to find your own awareness of self just by putting those questions out. And so, again, at a soul level, this integration dance has far more to do with a mother or a father's desire for their child to be here um, because this directive of this population is so much about frequency, so much about holding a vibrational awareness. And we can look at that and we can call that, quote-unquote, disordered, or we can look at that and we can call that really new. We can call that the new human. We can call that energy something that we don't understand maybe, but something that would be interesting to explore. And every single time I have watched parents, professionals, have a new perceptual reality around who their children are, really honor their functioning, where they're functioning the best, every single time I've ever witness that transformation within the parents, the children naturally come into the body more in a, in whatever degree they can. They absolutely make that effort. And it's no different than any of us, you know, maybe as children being amazing artists in our own, you know, in our own minds. And nobody's seeing that artistic piece of us, and so we don't we don't show it to them. We don't show up with it. We don't um, share it with them. And they maybe the parent keeps saying, you know, well, we would like you to, you know, do your ABCs, and the child's going, but I'm an artist. And you go, well, no, I want to see you do the ABCs. And so the child tries to do the ABCs and maybe fails at doing the ABCs because they're so focused on being the artist. And after a while, that that kind of diminishes, that distancing kind of happens. It's the exact same thing with the children who are diagnosed with autism, and they have this skill set that is very masterful in a particular um in a particular realm, very masterful beyond the physical. And yet sometimes when we keep saying we want you to be physical, we want you to look like everybody else, we want, which is as natural as it can be for people to want their children to do that. And at the same time, we can do both. At the same time, we can say, wow, 
I really want to support you in the physical. I want to help you with your diet. I want to help you with your education. I want to give you the therapeutic tools that will support you in being here. And and also giving them the attention, giving them the um the honoring of what they're doing in those other realms. And some of the confusion around that is a lot of times we don't know what they're doing in those other realms. But your curiosity about that is really enough. So integration happens on all kinds of different levels, and we help in the physical, we help in the mental, we help in the emotional, we help in those therapeutic realms. And if we just stop there, then what we're basically saying to that child is we want you to be just like us, and we really don't care what you're doing anywhere else. We don't care that you're the artist or we don't care that there's something else happening. We want you to show up and we want you to look a certain way and we want you to fit in. But if you will add that one element of curiosity, what is that child doing in those other realms? Is there a way that you can communicate with that child so that you have so that they don't necessarily have to come to you? in order for you to know the answers to those questions. Is there a way that as you're asking the child to come to you, that the child is also asking you to come to him or her, and that that energetic exchange that is is very natural, very organic, and very supportive of both of you. So that child becomes more interested, aware, conscious of what you're interested in, and you become more interested, aware, and conscious of what where their focus is. The child naturally learns more about the physical body. You naturally learn more about your multidimensionality. And I will tell you that we, as a collective consciousness, are much more moving into an expanded state of consciousness within the physical body. So these two elements, this dance that you are doing, the dance that your soul does with your children and the children that you serve, is a very powerful dance. Because as you get that dance just so, as you get that give and take just so, as there is um, an equal honoring of all dimensional experiences, what you will notice is that you will become more, you will become more integrated into your multidimensionality. The children become more integrated into their physicality. And and one way or another, that's where, where we are going as a collective consciousness. We are going to be doing this multidimensional dance in the body. And so you guys have the body part, and your kids have the multidimensional part. And so when you look at it from that vantage point, we have a huge soul population that are your children who are doing their multidimensional dance. And we have a huge soul population that are the parents and the caregivers and the educators of those children who are doing their physical dance. And so you can see as we kind of really start honoring this process, then those two can can merge in a way that may be beyond what you consider multidimensional or human. So, so what I'm saying is that beyond the physical and beyond the multidimensional, what we're watching now is there's something coming into play that – it's not just a bigger, better human or a bigger, better physical experience, and it's not an out-of-body kind of multidimensional experience that we're moving into. We're moving into multidimensionality um, and sooner or later oneness in the body. So we begin to understand that we are not separate, that and this is the dance that you and your children do every single day. It's also the dance that is 
so beautifully demonstrated as we look at this population and we say they're separated from their physicality. What we're saying is multidimensionality is separated from the physical experience. And you all get to do that dance. You all get to to play with that. And it absolutely is a trial by error. And it absolutely is frustrating as all get out when you try one thing and it doesn't work and then you try another thing and it doesn't work. But sometimes the things that we are trying are so focused on getting them here that we forget to focus on the other pieces as well, that that dimensionality. And what you'll notice is as that dimensionality becomes more of a focus, as we move into that, you know, in education, as we move into that in um, in therapeutic models, as we begin to use those more intuitive talents that really are part of the human condition, but with, but what we have been so talked out of, then all of a sudden we begin to have different experiences with this population. And so it's that element of spirit, if you want to call it, you know, we've got the mind and the body of of these kids. Everybody's working on the mind and the body of these kids. So the minute the mind, the body, and the spirit really go into the equation and that honoring of the mind and the body and the spirit are really kind of in equal doses, then you're going to begin to see another kind of dance taking place, a much more integrated dance. And interestingly enough, that's not just your children's integration, it's your integration as well. So it's working both ways. And even having that in your consciousness, even having in your consciousness and a curiosity that your your integration is working into a multidimensional integration or into a more intuitive integration, or maybe you're integrating more into your soul directives and your children are integrating into the physical experience. It works both ways, and it always has to work both ways. And I watch this stop and start all the time within um, families, therapeutic settings, teachers, and more often than not, it comes down to one single thing. When that stop happens, when the, the progress stops, it's simply an opportunity to say, what do we need more of in this moment? Do we need more of the physical, more of the mental, or more of the spiritual? And in most cases, it will be more of the spiritual simply because we're so geared to the mental and physical, we go there more often than not. So, you know, mind, body, and spirit all involved. And so just asking your questions, you know, when things start to stall in that integration process, what is needed here? What expansion, what what movement is required within my experience so that that experience can start to move again? Or what, exper- what change is needed in that child's movement so that I can start to move again? So lovely dance back and forth, asking lots of questions. It's my own personal biased, I guess, um, because of my own personal experience that that as you move into a more telepathic type of communication or as you become curious about that, um, it simply gives you um, an opportunity that you kind of bridges that gap a little bit more quickly simply because then you have a way of communicating with the child um, prior to that the need for them to be verbally communicating many of you already very much communicate through the heart. Many of you have become so intuitive that you kind of know what these kids want and what they need and what they um what will what will send them off, what will make them happy. You, your intuition has grown so that leap from intuition to full out kind of telepathic types of communication is not really that far. 
And one of the things that is true is, you know, some of you are also already telepathic, but the majority of you may or may not trust that telepathy. And especially living in a world where the majority of your children's um, condition, quote-unquote condition, is really viewed through that medical and educational model as broken. And so to add um, telepathy in that mix becomes, yeah, not so sure you want to go down that road. But in your own personal use of it, in your own personal connection, really gives you the opportunity to have some insights and awarenesses. And you got, you're right there. So some of you are that. Some of you are in the process of becoming that. Some of you are naturally evolving into it just by your own curiosity. All of that is unfolding. And as it does, um, you will find that this integration dance just gets so much easier. That behavior is still there. The situation still in some ways as it is until it's not, until it's just an awareness, a curiosity, that energetic balance between mind, body, and spirit becomes more um, fine-tuned, more aligned, so that each one is offered um, its due. That's when things really begin to shift within the paradigm of your personal experience. Um, And that part gets to be a lot of fun. So I'd like to take about this last 20 or 15 or 20 minutes to just play in the energy and play in the energy specifically to give you the opportunity to just just expand out a little bit more. Like I say, you all listen to this type of, of episode to begin with, these types of shows to begin with. You're already curious. You're already interested. You're already there in many ways. So let's take wherever there is and let's integrate that into multidimensionality just a little bit more for you. And then let's take a look at the collective consciousness of the 396 kids that play in this energy and let's let's move that a little bit into integration in the, the, mind, the mind and the body. So let's do it both ways today, okay? So if you'll um, just give yourself permission to relax. Give yourself permission to just close your eyes if you haven't already. And just for right now, let's just allow this to be all about you. Let's just allow this expansion for you. So let's move right into the heart energy and just giving that heart the opportunity to relax using this tone just to smooth out the heart. Okay? Samsoko oko namase. When that heart is open and receptive, relaxed, all kinds of curiosities become available. All kinds of expansions become available. So let's move that energy of the heart, that nice open heart, It comes really naturally to so many of you. And let's move that expansion right out through your physical body. So almost as if you were using the breath to move from the heart, expanding that openness 
out through the body. There you go. Just allowing the body to relax. Going to do a little bit of a clearing in that physical body. Your tension points, that place where you naturally hold your stressors. Let's move that out of the physical body so we can expand a little further. Here we go. Go more time. Okay, I'm clearing that physical body. One at a time, the expansion and the contraction. So as we get into that phase of opening to new possibilities and then drawing those new possibilities in and then opening again to new possibilities, drawing them in, each happens in its own phase, just like that soul-to-soul dance happens in its own phase. Okay? So let's move right from the heart and out through the physical body right into your mental body. So putting your attention on expansion within the mental body. What's possible? What's possible when all the noise is gone? When all the opinions of somebody else have been silenced and the and the dance between your soul and your child's soul is what is the focal point. So right in that mental body, expanding your consciousness out through the mental body, Clearing that mental body right back to the soul dance, right back to the silence, the patterning, the movement. You really do know if you are living with these children, working with these children, loving these children, you really do know your insights, your awarenesses, your clarity. That's what needs to be paid attention to. So right here in the mental body, clearing out everything that is not that a nice inhalation and exhalation and move your awareness right out into that emotional body. You'll feel it even as we get into it. It'll start rubbing a little bit. That release might be available to you. But simply putting the expansion of your consciousness right into the emotional body. bigger than the hurts, bigger than the confusions, bigger than the frustrations. Expand. 
expanding out with this lovely, clear, emotional body. This repatterned emotional body. An emotional body that's filled with curiosity. Filled with a longing for self, with a capital S. Filled with the desire for expansion versus contraction. So I'm okay. Nice inhale and exhale. Let's move some of that energy that doesn't serve out of the emotional body. That clarity is there. That curiosity there is there. That calm is there. So more and exhalation and expanding that consciousness right out into your multidimensionality right out into those dimensions that you play in consciously or unconsciously those places where you are already communicating with your kids where you're already interacting where your souls know the dance that you're doing putting your attention on the expansion into that multidimensionality into that awareness of self that is beyond the physical beyond the mind beyond the body I see a komoeta teke ye ye sam. Em yata emu o o komoeta ye ke ye se. Em ya omoeta teke. Em omo o oisa teke ye te. Find that attention point. And let's make it nice and big, a nice big target to hit, easier target to reach for. Here we go. Somo okokoeketai. One more movement, just expanding your consciousness out to a soul level, out to a spirit level. There you are. So finding your attention point there. And while you're at it, while you're finding your attention point there, just drawing in the energy of your child or children, the ones that you work with, spend time with, just allowing that soul-to-soul connection. Expanding that soul-to-soul connection. moves a lot of energy shifts a lot of information provides a lot of possibilities and potentials 
just being curious enough to connect soul to soul. Here we go. Make that a nice big target, nice firm foundation from which to do this dance. Here we go. So no koko ai katakie teise. Ai, ai moe tekieke. as we've made that lovely soul-to-soul connection. This works for individual children. This works for groups of children. This works for the collective consciousness of the children. And as you find your attention point soul-to-soul, we're simply going to support the children now in noticing that connection Dimensional to dimensional, multidimensional aspects to multidimensional aspects. Noticing what you notice. The children becoming familiar with you in that space. A nice inhalation and exhalation. And just gently putting your attention point in the emotional body, in that nice, clear emotional body. Some of you will feel like your children will hold back a little bit. Some of you will feel that the children kind of follow you into that emotional body with a curiosity. Either way, your moving back into it provides a reference point for them in it. You honoring that soul-to-soul connection. So soul-to-soul in the soul level, soul-to-soul at the multidimensional level. There we go. Now we can create a shift. Soul-to-soul in the emotional body. There we go. Now we've got some other kiddos dropping in. Nice inhale and exhale. Soul to soul walking in the mental body, in that clear, loving mental body, loving of self, appreciating self. Here we go. And one more inhale and exhale. Soul to soul walking right into that physical body and one more nice step soul to soul walking right into the love that you are walking right into that heart space soul to soul together curious aware unconditional, supportive, dancing beautifully soul to soul within the hearts of your own physical experience as the physical experience. There you go. Let's make that solid. A nice inhalation and exhalation. Feeling your presence there. Feeling your children's presence there. 
feeling that soul-to-soul connection. And then just begin to hear my words if you've drifted a little bit. Hear the words and allow those words to bring you right into consciousness. Nothing being lost. Everything with you. Everything coming with you. Especially that soul-to-soul connection throughout mind, body, and spirit. Beautiful. And beginning to move the body around just a bit. Feeling more comfortable in the body. Noticing that some of the tension has moved out of the body. And just three nice inhalations and exhalations. And on that third exhalation, breathing your eyes open right into your physical experience. Beautiful. There you go. Just You may notice your presence. You may notice the presence of your child, even if they're not physically with you in this moment. They're energetic presence may just be a little bit more tangible having gone through that process. So notice what you notice. Be curious about that. Add energy to the tangibility of that that kind of energetic expression. Add some energy to it. There you go. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I hope this episode was helpful in bringing a greater sense of calm and purpose to your lives as guardians of these amazing children. You, like your children, are playing a significant role in human evolution, and your conscious participation in this role, body, mind, and spirit, makes life not only much richer for you and your families, but for all of us. You have not chosen an easy role, but you have chosen one that holds amazing potential and possibilities. When humanity understands who your children really are and what they are here to offer, we will be blessed with not only seeing them, but the deeper truth of who we are as well. If you would like additional information about the children and support in your connection to them, please visit my website at suzymiller.com. That's S-U-Z-Y-M-I-L-L-E-R. There you will find articles, videos, books, and details for future Awesomeism certification processes. We actually have one coming up on September 10th, so you can check that out. Again, to register your children for the energy work offered here, please simply go to suzymiller.com forward slash register kids. Again, that's suzymiller.com forward slash register kids. Please join me again for another episode of Pure Presence All About the Kids on August 24th. You can also join me for Pure Presence Aligning to Self on August 3rd and 17th. I'm also excited to tell you about some new products in the Awakening Zone store. You'll find the store at the top of any Awakening Zone page, and you'll find wonderful products there such as Tuning In Again Volume 1 with Lee Carroll, Jeffrey Hoppy. Steve Rother and Jim Self, and Tuning In Again, Volume 2, with Dee Wallace, Pepper Lewis, Dr. Meg Blackburn-Losey, Christine Day, and Jonette Crowley. Please check out the store as your purchases keep the Awakening Zone on the air and free of charge to live and archive listeners. Coming up next on the Awakening Zone is the new Conscious Review at 1 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Tomorrow at 11 a.m., is Miriam Knight with Romanian Awakenings. Let me take that back. New Consciousness Review at 1 p.m. with Miriam Knight. Tomorrow at 11 a.m. is Romanian Awakenings with Sylvia Marin. And 2 p.m. Central Daylight Time on Sunday is the Sunday Healing Service with Kahoo Fred Sterling. Monday at 1 is the D-Spot with Kelly Walden. And Bright Light with D. Wallace is at 7 p.m. I hope you have a wonderful time, wonderful weekend. Enjoy this energy. Enjoy the dance between you and your children. And I will see you again on another episode of Pure Presence All About the Kids. Blessings.
have been listening to an Awakening Zone presentation. Human Empowerment Radio and Media for the 21st Century and Beyond. Century and Beyond. Century and Beyond. Century and Beyond. Century and Beyond.